Ace Lewis Jr. here with a new episode of the Make Your Mark podcast. On this podcast, we are joined by people who are making a difference in our community in many different ways. There are so many amazing things happening in Peoria, and we just want to spotlight them and show our appreciation. Before we get started with this week's episode, I want to shout out Strictly Hip Hop 90.7 FM sponsors. Strictly Hip Hop is brought to you at home by Transcendent Visual Arts. They specialize in live streams, music videos, commercials, and logo animations. To see how they can help your business, you can contact them at 309-280-1319 or email them at transcendentvisualarts at gmail.com. State Farm Agent Aaron Kilgore sells car insurance. State Farm Agent Aaron Kilgore is located on Sterling Avenue. State Farm Agent Aaron Kilgore also paid for you to hear this on Peoria's hottest station for hip-hop and R&B, 90.7 FM. He can be reached at 309-685-7111. Strictly Hip-Hop 90.7 FM is brought to you by the McCall Halliday Law Office. They specialize in representing clients affected by auto accidents, malpractice, hospital mistakes, on-the-job injuries, and more. For a consultation, you can dial 309-377-HELP. 309-377-HELP. Hey, Peoria, don't forget that free COVID testing is available at the Peoria Civic Center and Heartland Health Clinic. Also, don't forget to mask up and keep your hands washed. Protect yourself and others so we can keep Peoria safe. Don't forget... Get your business or event broadcasted on the hottest station in the P. Email us at strictlyhiphopatlive.com to get in rotation. With all that being said, here's this week's episode of the Make Your Mark podcast. Sit back and enjoy. All right, I appreciate you tuning in to this week's episode of the Make Your Mark podcast. Uh, This week is a little bit different. The last few weeks we've been talking to people about uh, different business opportunities they've had and how they've taking their chances and, and survive pandemics and, and kind of explaining what their businesses are. We're going to do something a little bit different this week and, and talk about something that's really important to me. I think it's important to everybody. It's just a matter of if you under, realize it or not. And that's the idea of, of understanding money, right? Now, I don't want to get super in-depth, right? I don't, I don't want to sit down and talk about, you know, hey, this is how what a portfolio is and stuff like that. But just talking about the idea of how important finances are to uh, – to anybody, but especially to the minority community, because there's something that 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 I know. It took me a long time to realize this is what I have to do to get to a certain point. So um, this we're going to talk about that. Talk about the basics. Talk talk about uh, you know how it was for us growing up, stuff like that. I am joined this week by uh, a good friend of mine, a fellow Peoria High alum, uh, Aaron Montgomery, financial services planner. Professional. Financial services professional. Um, He just got into the financial game himself, so I'll let him kind of describe or introduce himself and that whole thing he's got going on right now. Again, I'm Aaron Montgomery. Um, It's been probably about an eight to nine month journey to this point now. Again, I'm a financial services professional with um, West Point Financial Group and Mass Mutual. Um, I really didn't, the opportunity kind of found me. Um, I really didn't pursue it. One of our coaches at Peoria High School um, uh, he's been an advisor for many years, and um, he heard my 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 cries. He heard my aspirations for for my community, for my family, for myself um, financially, and, and improving. And right, there'd be so many times where I saw a loved one or a member of our community pass, and then the the next thing that followed was GoFundMe's and, mm-hmm. and dinner sales and all that stuff. And I knew that there's there's had to be more, you know, more in a, in a better way to prepare us. 
for those uh, for those instances. So again, he heard me talking, my aspirations, what I wanted to do. I had never previously known um, what this coach Jeff Bloom had done for a living outside of just being a coach. Um, so he introduced me to the opportunity, and I've, I've thrown myself into it again here. Um, this pandemic again is <laughs> another opportunity, right? It's 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 it's, it's been a nightmare for our country, community, city, whatever it may be. Um, but it was in this in this way it was a blessing, right? It was a downtime to where I could again fully immerse myself in this opportunity um, to not only better myself financially, right, but then pre present and provide information um, again to my community, family, friends, um, and assisting them with their um, financial futures. Um, um, so again, going forward, it's been my kind of my goal to reach out and reach down and bring up and grow and travel and introduce opportunities, um, products, um, ideas to people that they never thought possible um, to expose them again to another level and um, of financial literacy and uh, uh, creating and building financial and generational wealth. <coughs> yeah, and that's something that I, you know, I want to I get into your journey and what you do and kind of explaining all that and some of the things that you've learned so far in your journey because um, obviously you said you're pretty pretty fresh to it but you've learned so much in these first few these first almost year now mm -hmm. um, but I think it's important to start you know of, of talk about the education or lack of education we had with money growing up so right when, so when you're growing up with your parents or siblings or whoever it might be you have an idea of, of you know well, about representation matters mm -hmm. well the representation of how to handle money is what we got from our parents, right? Um, so, what was how important was money to your family growing up? Like, do you have a a a, a strong example of how to handle money, or did you? Cause I'll I'll jump in. I'll let um, you go first. So, I got for, for, for me personally, it was a. I mean, you. I had an example, um, but um, more so probably in the in the in the wrong way. Um, my parents, you know, in the household, it was always, it was a constant argument over money and bills and how things were going to maintain the stress to go along with it, right? Bankruptcies and and all of that and bad credit and all of that. So um, that's kind of, that was my example growing up. I didn't know another way. Um, so then when it came time to me to be an adult, I get to college and I open my mailbox and there's three or four real credit cards and it's <laughs> activate me now, call yeah. this number, right? So um, my introduction to credit was, hey, call the number, get access to the money, mm -hmm. max the cards out and we'll worry about the payments later. Right, as an 18 year old so again my family's history of bad bad credit and, and dealing with finances um, poorly kind of transferred immediately to me I'm talking about within months of me being considered an adult right so a month or two in I'm already sunk in three four thousand dollars worth of debt that's not including the college debt that I'm incurring um, so again I just kind of jumped off where my parents left off yeah know, so well and it's one of those things that like you know you think about you Think about the stories we talk about growing up about you know you don't answer the phone if you don't know who's calling or, or stuff like that or you know i would go i would answer the phone my mom you know hit me with a little backhand like hey boy didn't i tell you stop answering the phone but like that but you would do it and it's funny you would tell these stories and it's funny but then the older you get you realize why these things are happening right you talk about the lack of of being able to handle the things financially or avoiding the calls the bill collectors and stuff like that my dad um, said he ain't here <laughs> <laughs> right right and all the and all these stories are funny and, and hilarious but then you get to it and you're like you know maybe that's not as as funny i got it's it's funny but it's not healthy right yeah, like you, sure. you're laughing about uh it, probably a lack of, for lack of a better phrase, financial trauma. Yeah. Right. Sure. You know. So, and the the one thing that I learned growing up was just because you weren't 
like quote unquote poor doesn't mean you knew, didn't mean you know how to handle money for sure so like you know we grew up we bounced around my mom went to night school she got her you know her degrees like that and, you know but and so she took us we moved from over on Moss to out by Willow Knowles and do all this other stuff and things were better for us but we would still get you know stuff where like the lights were shut off where you couldn't answer certain things or you know you you couldn't you couldn't get this you couldn't get that or whatever it was and so we weren't poor by any means but then you wake up one day and the lights were off it's like okay well I'm not the best in math because I'm still in middle school, but I'm not sure that this thing, this is all added up, right? Um, but who, so did you have any kind of financial education growing up? Like, I know we're both just 150 grads, so I know the answer to this question. <laughs> but did, did anybody like say, hey, this is how to handle a bank account. This is what a credit score is. This is um, how you want to start doing savings this is the, like any kind of fan uh, any kind of money information or education at all uh zero for me um again i got those credit cards paying them back was the least of my worries like i have my stuff right i've, I've maxed them out i have the stuff <laughs> yeah you're not gonna you get know? it back so um, yeah like you're not gonna come repo these shoes <laughs> um so again my my thought process was i'll deal with it later mm -hmm. right and then next thing you know, that debt, you know, it balloons and there's penalties associated. Next thing you know, it's like, oh, now it's not a thousand, it's three thousand, and it's collectors and there's calls, and then and there's right. So then again, one of my biggest things is saying it is very expensive to be poor or broke. Right? It is very expensive, right? So next thing you know, I don't qualify for a certain apartment, mm -hmm. right? Or I, I don't qualify for a certain this, so I gotta put more down, or I gotta Right, so if it starts to balloon and you're chasing it, right, you're chasing that that them them past financial struggles um, with almost no end in sight, right? So um, I never really had it, and again, I I drowned for a long time. I'm hey, I'm still doggy paddling. <laughs> I'm still doggy paddling, baby. But again, it's 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 a it's about a process and understanding that, and again, me introducing it to people and letting them understand and see that it's a process and. Um, you can start today, right? Doesn't have to continue on for for rest of your life, generations to come, right? It's it's a process, and the quicker you the quicker you jump in, the faster you start seeing change. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it's one of those things that you you you, th you talk about how expensive it is to be poor, right? Mm -hmm. So you look at this. I, you'll see on Facebook people there's be these memes talking about. Uh, I didn't qualify for a house for a $700 mortgage, but I call it, then I have to get a $1,200 apartment, yeah. right? And those are things like, or, you know, if you have a health problem, you avoid going to get, like, you have a tooth problem. Mm -hmm. You avoid going to the dentist because it's expensive. I don't have the insurance for it. Well, then now you have, like, you're, it gets worse, and I have to get surgery and all this other stuff, and it just, it balloons, right? So it's, 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 it's expensive to be poor, but, you know, you go back to it. I, I talk about the fun, and I say funny stories because we'll laugh about them as friends, but, you know, I got plenty of stories. I got uh, bills being in my name before I was of age, oh, yeah. or you know, you hear people talk about, like, yeah, cable bill, put it in his name, put it in that name, stuff like that. And like these are stories that we would laugh about, but in reality, we're we're setting ourselves and the next generation up for failure. For sure. And so that's the type of stuff that that we want to kind of like just sit down and talk about the basics of it and, and why it's so important and do that type of stuff because of stories like that. Like we'll sit here and we'll laugh about these things that are really just setting our next generation, our generation, then our next generation back and back and back. And it's so hard to get caught up when you're that far behind. And it, and it so, and a lot of times, you know, you hear people say, well, I made it, right? It was hard for me, I made it, or um, as opposed to introducing them kids to a different, they say, hey, if I did it, they can do it as well. Um, and in this instance, um, that's 
traumatizing. Like my boys, for instance, I've already told them, they get done with college, you got until you graduate to live in my house, right? Um, hold, on, not, hold on, so you didn't, hold on, I just want to point this out. You didn't say you 18 and you out. No, okay, graduate okay. college, okay, right? Okay. Or in, a, in, in even a year or two beyond to where I say, at 18, are you truly prepared for what's about to come? Because I know what happens at 18, right? And um, and if you know me, I'm not I'm not a babyer, right? I'm not baby my boys, but I want them to, to get off on the right foot and say, hey, um, stack your money, let's make better financial decisions because the day you come to me and you say, dad, I'm ready to leave. I want you to be ready to leave because once you leave, you're gone for good, right? Your, your room's an office or whatever it may be, yeah. or your mom's new room or, you know, again, but just getting them on a, on a, on the right foot to leave and, uh, and understanding again. So then it hopes, hey, grandkids, they pass on that same, that same uh, methodology to the grandkids and the generation. So my hope is, hey, I might not see the fruits of my, my, my labor, right? But hey, when I leave this place, right, I, I get to know that I've started it um, and that a tradition to come hopefully will follow. Um, of great financial literacy and, and, and investing and saving and, and just being something other than having a traumatic relationship with finances. Well, and that's the thing, like, you know, we talk about the idea, we all have jobs, we all work, we all do these things, um, but I, I'm, I'll be 35 in two months. I'll say I spent 30 years of my life living paycheck to paycheck. Oh. And that's being nice. That's giving me a lot of credit for these, for these last few years. Um, and I've worked multiple jobs. I've been going to school. I've been paying off debts, doing other things, which is awesome, you know, right? I'm, pr I'm proud of what I've done so far. But it's just, even now, even to this day, I put in a lot of work. And I'm doing okay for myself. But if I pop two tires, it's a wrap. Yeah. Right. If 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 our water heater go out, it's 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 game over. So that's type of stuff that, you know. So let me, let me let me ask you this: When did your idea of what it meant to be financially stable change? Because you know when we're younger, when we're in high school, you like okay, if I get five grand in savings, I'm like we here. Yeah. Right. And then you get older, like oh, five grand is like thirty dollars. Oh, <laughs> right? for sure. So it, so like, but when did when did it change your your mindset of what it means to be financially stable? Because I mean, I can speak for myself. I'm definitely not to the point where I would feel. I mean, I feel okay, but. I'm not to where I, I feel like I actually need to be. Yeah. So when, but when, when did that, I, like, you have to tell me the eye-opening moment, but when did that uh, change uh, for you? So for me, again, like now I know that the goal is to have three to six months of savings that cover your entire expenses for the month, right? So That's in case a, a pandemic pops up. In case a pandemic pops up, <laughs> oh, you're gotcha. prepared, right? Gotcha. Um, but for me, it was probably five years ago. Um, I was still a young electrician. Um, go through a shoulder surgery, right? I'm on workman's comp, workman's comp's fighting. And I quickly realized the savings that I thought I had, they evaporate, evaporate very quickly, right? So I'm sitting there hassling with workman's comp and the savings are gone. And now it's like, oh, listen, this is time to make some tough decisions. And this is being lost, right? So again, like you said, five years ago, at 30 years old, I'm saying, I'm not ready for anything, right? <laughs> anything. No, I'm, I'm supposed to be a big boy. I'm supposed to be an adult, right? But um, to the level that I needed to be in and, and have my, my family um, in a situation where something like that happens. I, I forget what the stat is, but it's something like 70% of Americans can't withstand an emergency of $500 or more. Right? 500 bucks. And, I, and you know what I mean? That's, that's crazy. I mean, again, you know, pardon me for if I'm using, but it's something to that, to that effect, right? It's, a large portion of the country is not prepared for what some would consider a small emergency. Um, 
and that was me, right? Mm -hmm. I thought I had savings. Hey, I got a couple grand in the bank. Like, hey, um, <laughs> that couple grand is gone when you don't have an income in yeah. one month, mm -hmm. right? So now you're scrambling and it's family and um, you become good at what my parents call robbing Peter to pay Paul. Right? I'm gonna put 20 here and 30 here and 40 here. So again, within the last five years, my whole idea of okay change uh, as it pertains to finances. Um, and then, you know, if follow, follow that, I get go through one back surgery, right? So I'm I'm going through it all again financially. I didn't I wasn't prepared, right? I didn't expect to have to go through a back surgery. And then I come to heal, and four or five months after that, I'm getting another back surgery, right? So it's the last five years have been beating beating the hell out of me um, to the point now, right? This opportunity kind of came at a moment where it was like, aha, where my mind, where my focus changed. Right, it almost seemed to align. They aligned like, hey, I have to be better. I have to get my family right. And then this opportunity presented itself and I said, why not um, not only help and heal my family and myself, um, but present these same opportunities to the community as well. So again, that's where I am today. Well, and you, and you talk about it, you know, the, what you, like I said, representation matters, what you see around you, what you're gonna learn, right? You know, so you talk, Robin Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. So, you know, I like, I was quick to, if, like you know, you just pick up so many bad habits. For sure. And this isn't to blame anybody because it's about it's about survival, mm -hmm. right? But we're trying to find ways to get past the point of survival and get to the point where you can start to uh, plan financially to the point where you're not living paycheck to paycheck or worried about this, or worried about that, which is harder said than done. But it's so hard to break those habits, you know. Mm -hmm. Even when I got older. Now this is you know I mean I started. I mean, this is like the mid 2000s, so it wasn't there wasn't as many, as many online bill pay options, right? <laughs> but you know, if I had to go out, go out, uh, we're out here at uh, Mr. Anthony Harris's The Air Cigar Lounge, 9901 North Knoxville, right? Come on, stop out here if you can. <laughs> but you know, if I had to come out here, up North Knoxville to pay to pay a, a loan, but I, w I wasn't going to be out that way till Tuesday. Well, then you're going to get your money on Tuesday. I don't care if it was due a week ago. If I'm gonna be out there, I'll pay it then, right? Which is terrible because I had the money to pay it, but I was still like, you know what? They're not gonna shut me off. They're not gonna bother me. They're just gonna call me over and over and over again. I'll just ignore the calls and I'll be out there when I get out there, right? But these are things that you get because you learn that you have certain bills that you can miss for two months and they won't shut you off yet. Or mm -hmm. you can pay a certain amount or they'll call you like, hey, we just need something. Yeah. Give them something to leave you alone for a little bit. And those are habits that because you're just trying to keep it on or keep it running, you just, that's all you're trying to do. It's so hard to break those habits, right? And so getting caught up is the hardest part. But the one thing that I really want to focus on today is how it affects the black community. For sure. Right? Um, I'm going to throw some numbers at you here in a second. But um, so when you got into the financial services mm -hmm. game, right? So you talk about your financial services professional, mm -hmm. right? I'll make sure I get the title right. It is a very, um, I would now correct me if I'm wrong, very male-dominated profession mm -hmm. and very uh, white dominated profession as far as I've seen so you correct me if I'm wrong right in your experiences so to, to, for my experience thus uh, thus far is definitely what you yeah. said again is, is male dominated and um, white male dominated um, so um, the opportunity for me again like my, my grandmother she's always say um, my, my parents you know, my, well, my, my father and his brothers and sisters, my aunts and uncles, he's always say, Mom, it's time for you to rest. And she would always say, <clears throat> I'll serve on my feet, right? Like, it's my job, it's my, my life's passion, it's my life's duty. In her mind, it was to serve, right? And, and 
no matter what I've done recently to try to focus on me and be more selfish, has always come back to a point where serving has become a reality for me. Like I can't get away from it if I wanted to. Um, so again, this opportunity, uh, I definitely going forward will present me with the opportunity to help and serve. Again, like my grandma would say, on her feet until the day um, the Lord calls her home. So, um, well, let me throw some numbers at you real quick, mm -hmm. right? So we'll talk about Peoria, especially just just because that's where we are. So we've lived. Uh, we love the 309. For yeah, sure. This is it. Um, in Peoria, based on last year's census, there were about 110,000 people, right? Total in Peoria. 65,000 of those people were white, right? Mm -hmm. Of those 65,000 white people, about 8,500 were below the poverty line, right? Mm -hmm. So 65,000, 8,500 below the poverty line. Mm -hmm. There were 30,000 black people, and of those 30,000 black people, 11,000 were below the poverty line. So we're less than half the half the number, population-wise, and we're 3,000. There's almost 3,000 more of us below the poverty line, and that's, and I can. It's amazing because that number isn't even close to accurate because I can tell you that there are plenty of people that I know who are my, who are minorities who did not fill out the census, right? Who yeah. do not claim you know all this other stuff. So as bad as that number is, it's probably worse in reality, mm -hmm. right? So this is where I talk about how it affects us because. Based on those percentages, 10% of us, or, or sorry, a third of us, 33% of us are below the poverty line. Mm -hmm. More than 33%. Yeah. That, that's something that we got to fix. Yeah. But, but where does that start? Right? So, like, so I'll, I'll kind of jump in here and talk about my, my specific example of when finances became, or who opened my, eye, my eyes to finances, right? Yeah. So, I have no problem talking about I've, I've had some, some, some tough decisions in my life. The back acting up. Alright, uh, I've had some tough decisions in my life, right? So we go through and, and I've, I've, I've bounced around and, and, and was getting into trouble and stuff like that. My grandmother, Julie Stork, best woman I know, she, is, she literally changed my life. So I, got, I got, out, got into trouble, got out of trouble. She helped me get out of trouble and when she did that, she basically said, if I do this for you, you are going to come and let me help you get it done the right way. Mm -hmm. So imagine being what I would have been 23, 24 years old in a little side room with my grandma. She is on an Excel spreadsheet creating me a budget saying you have to do, you have this much you can spend on gas, this much you can spend on food, this bill goes at this time, this bill goes at this time. And I'm, no exaggeration, I'm like, I'm not doing any of this. <laughs> like, like yeah, so you're saying yes ma'am, yes ma'am, yes ma'am. But she did, she went through and, and, and walked me through all this stuff and created a budget, and this is when you do this, this is when you do this, and it literally, it changed everything for me. Mm -hmm. It helped me get out of debt, helped me do all this kind of stuff. But if it wasn't for her, I don't know where I would be, right? But because she did that for me, but she, again, she was always ahead, as far as that stuff goes, with the financial literacy, with all that stuff. She had stocks and cat and all that stuff, she helped us get out of there um, and do all that stuff. It was, it was just, it was really cool to see how she did that stuff. But like I said, she she really, really changed it for me because she was the one who was able, but she was in a different world, right? When we were growing up, she had, like I said, those stocks and caterpillars like that, and that didn't mean anything to us. So it just sounded like, okay, well, grandma got money. Yeah. Well, that's cool, but there's no idea like how she worked with it, how she got into stocks, how she did all that stuff. Like she was just ahead of that stuff, and we just didn't have those examples to do those types of things, right? And so that's where I talk about it. So I say all that to say, right? 
I was lucky enough to have somebody to help teach me that. Not every, when you look at that, a third of our population is in poverty mm -hmm. in Peoria. There's, so that means there's probably not many examples of, hey, this is how we do this, this is how we do that. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting to see, to see that. So where do you think we should start as far as making that stuff or, or helping educate, not, not even just our youth, mm -hmm. right? Because there's adults who need the education. Because who's going to teach our youth? You, you, you learn most of your things from, your, from people who are, or you're living with, whether it's your, whether it's your parents, your, your, your grandparents, all that other stuff. Like, you, know, you learn that from them. So how do we go about teaching people or getting them more educated as far as the basics of finances go? Um, I've, again, I've, I've tasked myself with that, and I, I really don't know going forward, you know, I mean, it, there has to be something created, right, um, to where we address it and understand. I think, too, a lot of times the communities that we're speaking of, right, um, we tend to think that you have to be rich. you got to have some large sum of money to begin with, right, mm -hmm. so just getting beyond thinking um, in those terms and understanding you can start small and grow, right? We're not, you know, we're talking about... Um, financial health for the next 20, 30, 40 years plus, right? So um, none of that's going to happen fast. Um, none that's, of it is, is, it's not overnight. You know, a lot of people want that, you know, like they say now, the microwave. They want it, you know, in 30 seconds. And that's not realistic. But understanding that, hey, as soon as I begin to put one foot in front of the other, and continue to build and grow and make, um, you know, make good decisions, um, the progress I want to see will start to come. And again, for me, I said to myself, I may not see it. I may not see the full, the breadth of my steps, but I know they're in place, right? I know they're in place, um, or ag again, beginning to be in place, because I'm talking about me a year ago. I mean, less <laughs> than that, right? We, you know, less than that. Um, being in situations where I said, man, I'm here again. I've made yeah. another decision, right? I've told myself time and time and time again, but again, it's not at the point now, um, putting your foot down and saying, enough is enough, it's time. You know what I'm saying? Jump in. All right. So uh, we are joined now by the owner of the Air Cigar Lounge, Mr. Mr. Anthony Harris, uh, who's going to jump in and join us in this topic and talking about, uh, you know, how fi you know financial literacy and how important it is for anybody, period, but especially for uh, the black community. And we talked about the different gaps in poverty and all that other stuff. So he's going to jump in here and join us and, and kind of. No, I was I was you know I was going to sit the bench, but it's <laughs> funny once this you know once the conversation got yes. rolling. Um, I just had a question for 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 uh, Aaron in reference to um, the poverty the, pro the poverty um, the the line in the margin and why it is the way that it is. Wondering if because I, I actually was listening to a podcast and it was saying that um, blacks are so behind in in reference to poverty, um, but it comes and stems from slavery, right? We weren't given anything. The the what is it? Forty acres and a mule. Mm -hmm. We weren't. We were never given anything. So they, um, like I said, so they they gave us freedom. Right. But they gave the people who they gave the white people the access to the different things and and the, the help and all this other stuff. So it's like, hey, we'll give you freedom. Yeah. But we won't help you minimize the gaps. The gaps just going to keep increasing the absolutely. entire time. So you like so you talk about that. Sorry, I mean to cut you off. No, but that's absolutely. Yeah. But I I mean it's it's, it's amazing and it's great that you decided to get into this industry or you decided to, to make this a career um but do, do you think um a lot of the misguidance from parents or maybe grandparents or um the ignorance about financial literacy is because we weren't guided 
Because um, I know you guys talked about it a little bit, mm -hmm. but, I, but we didn't talk about the history behind yeah. the reason why it yeah, is. That's, that's, you that's, know a, what I mean? that's a really good the point. History, why why are you know so we so far behind? That's that's a good point. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off before you answer, but that, that's that's a very very that's a, a fantastic. I would say fair point. But that's a fantastic point. Yeah. Because the way it looks, if you just look at the numbers, I, I just give you the numbers. It basically yeah. said a third of us are in poverty. It just basically says, hey. Just don't like learn more, do all this other stuff. But like I said, it doesn't talk about the 200 year, 300 year plus gap that we've had being behind. So we're not making up just for, for me, I'm 34. I'm not making up for the 34 year gap or the 16 year age gap. So I became an adult. I'm not making up for that gap. I'm making up for the gaps that all of our ancestors have had Absolutely. to try to overcome. So that, that was a, mm -hmm. that's a great point. So sorry. Like what? So I didn't mean to just cut, cut you off there, but this question, like the question was. No, so the question. Oh, was, for sure. So, um, <laughs> hyster historically, I think is is that's definitely the you know what I'm saying that's the cause, right? Um, not, not to sugarcoat it at all. You don't get to be behind that far and then say, um, now be even, now catch up, now be yeah. okay, right? Um, and I think for me, just a couple genera generations, my great grandfather, right, um, in Mississippi, he willed um, nearly 200 acres of land to his. Um, children would then pass on his grandchildren great-grandchildren he willed it as such that it cannot be sold or, or uh, removed from our family right mm -hmm. so it's not something so oh, wow. it's, it yeah. lasts and lasts and lasts so um, it was a I can say he in my in my life um, my great-grandfather he had a, a foresight to say hey this is our situation we know what it is we ain't gonna run from it we ain't gonna hide it um, but it's also time to to step forward and and let's fight to leave that legacy that we all want. Um, and kind of having that example for me as a kid growing up. And that's, you know, we go down each year and we have meetings about the land and what we're going to do to to improve it beyond what it is, make it more profitable so that generations to come, right, what are we going to put on it? Right now it's a, it's a nursing home, right? But what are we going to do next? And then after that and after that. So, again, I had somewhat of a legacy. Um, I can't even say somewhat. I mean, I think that's a great start. Um, but as a whole, I think historically that's that's definitely the case. But so that's a good because inheritance, right? Mm -hmm. So Amps talked about how we didn't have old been, money. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and so <laughs> you talk about the haves and the have-nots. Well, if I don't have anything to give, I can't give. So in your experience, you talk about that. How how much how important inheritance as far as keeping wealth in the family? How how big is that? As far as the financial services part is like that, like stuff like that, like people oh, that's huge. who, who like, download um, that stuff, for sure, that's, that's a, that stuff to a huge, a huge part of of generational wealth is what's left, right? Um, um, the, the the richest families in the country, right? This, you know, it's it's it's, it's been passed, um, and just understanding from from the, from a more basic, you know, you, some you know a life insurance policy or whatever it may be um, that I could leave could start to start to train. Um, to financial freedom or generational wealth, right? Just something as small as that, um, introducing that on a generational level, right? You just, just thinking about the the passing on of that, um, but for sure, it's a uh, that that's again we talk about long money, old money. That's where it starts. Mm -hmm. um, you have your people with with startups, and they get uh, ridiculously rich in their lifetime, um, but you know the. The huge portion of it is what's gained, inherited, and what's passed on. Yeah. So with with that being said, you know, we talked about the idea of, of trying to increase financial literacy and stuff like that. Um, 
where do where do we start, right? Like, as so we talk about, the, do we start at the younger levels? Like, hey, this is a, a checking account. This is how we do that stuff. Do we do we start like that basic, or is it more about the understanding of what how a credit score affects you? Like, where where is the beginning? Where is the, the like you talk about? You this is what we want to we want to make sure that kids, adults, all of us alike understand this stuff. But you know, I if look, I'm not I'm, I'm okay with money, but if I had to explain how to balance a checkbook, I could. But it ain't gonna be. It's not gonna be perfect, right? Yeah. So like even like even the most basic stuff, because again, a lot of stuff's done for you online, all this other stuff. But you have to have access to this type of stuff. But again, just the understanding of the the basics of it. So where do where do we start as far as getting people more information, or or how do we get them more prepared for what's going to come? And I and I think it's it's both, right? You you present information from a kid, and as they grow throughout school, um, and to the parent as well, because for that 30, 40, 50 year old who says it's too late for me, it's not, yeah. right? So again, I don't think you can neglect one or the other. I think you, you, you have to be able to attack both the youth and the, the older. Cause again, we're talking about uh, a relationship, um, with finances that goes into your seventies, eighties, nineties, however long you, you know, you perceive yourself living, right? Whatever day it is that you leave. Um, so again, it's not, too late, right? But again, also getting into the the minds of the youth of of its importance. Um, again, we talked about, but before I had the opportunity to fully understand credit and, and fully understand a credit score and how how it works and, um, and 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 its power, I was already behind the eight ball, right? So again, a, attacking the youth as well as um, everyone else, right? Um, again, it, it's it sounds like a, a huge task because it is it's intimidating um it's a very intimidating but it's necessary um so that we're not sitting here again in 20 30 years with the same conversation um same reality um but again just chipping away at and, and introducing information at every level um so that the outlook is not so so dreadful and it's not so you know what i mean to where you well, you feel as though you're beyond help or hope. Well, like I said, you say that you say it's not you know it's never too late to start, mm -hmm. right? But all of us in here are old, are older. We have families. You know, we got you're trying to get get your both feet planted firmly in the financial game. Uh, and if you got a business going on, like it, we still got to survive. For sure. So how do you build that type of stuff while still making sure you're taking care of now? Because you talk about investing or saving all that stuff. Well, I, I still got bills to pay. For right? sure. So how do you how do you balance those types of things. So like I said, you talk about how intimidating it is, what would be like the, the first step for somebody who's like, hey, you know what, I'm ready to try to at least have a conversation about. For sure, I, I think that's where you start building, you, you get that budget in order first, right? You gotta start building a foundation. You can't just jump out and say, hey, I'm about to go start investing. I'm about to go start doing this. Um, so I was, again, I would start getting that, that, that solid budget and, and being uncomfortable for a while to where you say, hey, I'm going to stick to this. I, I know what I'm used to. I know what um, you know my default is when, when bills come or paying partials or whatever it may be. But again, getting that budget, sticking with it, um, and then start building that three to month, three to six month reserve, right? Um, because if I say, hey, let's go invest and something happens, the only thing you're going to do is pull any investment that you've already used to help your emergency yeah right yeah so you you're, it's not going to stay there if you don't have a foundation to build upon so again i would say um getting a budget learn to be uncomfortable sticking to it um start building that reserve in um you introducing life life insurance opportunities you know policy i mean so 
my mind go to protection, right? Protecting you, right? Okay. All the things that could protect you starting there. And then once you grow, right? Again, we're talking about 30, 40 years. Then you can start focusing on other things. But again, just to begin with, the foundation is protection, right? Protecting the asset. Um, transfer of risk, right? That's what it is. Like, hey, I'm going to transfer my risk to, to other areas. But again, budgeting, building a reserve, um, and then start protecting and transferring the risk. Um, for, for, for yourself and your finances. So would you say like this time of the year is probably a great um, time of the year to, um, because a lot of people got stimulus money coming in, for sure. mm. income tax yep. money coming in, and things of that nature where they're getting lump sums of money. Would you, would you consider this a great time of the year to, to, to consider investing? That's a oh, great. I think this would be a, a great time of the year to start those plans. Um, you know, again, if, if we're talking about breaking generational curses and stepping into to new eras you know anytime you get these large sums this would this would be a, a great opportunity to begin that process to, to build in the budget to build in the reserve to start talking about protecting um then i mean this would be in an in, in opportune time to start that process um and kind of stepping out what you normally would do with, yeah. with the monies that you're about to get right so um for a lot of people getting a, a large sum of money and knowing that usually it's clothes, shoes, or, or, or other diminishing diminishing um, assets or whatever, you know, so TVs and all the other. So, it's, again, knowing what you traditionally do, now stepping in again, I say again, uncomfortable because I love that. Um, getting that, you know, from Peoria High, our, our, our football culture, is uncomfortable is okay, right? You're uncomfortable, that's fine. Um, it doesn't have to be always. It won't be always. Being comfortable for a, a short amount of time and building for the future and continue to, to, to grow and roll with it. So I definitely think this is a great well, time. And, th and that was a great point. Just like I said, this is the time for mo most of us. It is. Um, well, a lot of, and I, if I know you, you're getting a stimulus because I don't know nobody making money like that. So if I, if I <laughs> yeah, know you, if, you sure. listen, if you're listening to this, you're getting a stimulus. You're getting, you're getting. Right? Um, so. But it is, it's a chance to kind of jumpstart it, right? It's with stimulus and taxes at the same time. It's a chance to kind of jumpstart that. And I think the point you just made about being uncomfortable is important because I'm going to be uncomfortable financially for the next however long, mm -hmm. no matter what I choose to do. So whether it's just surviving or trying to build that, that's where it's got to be. So I can, I, you can make the choice to be uncomfortable knowing that it's for something. Mm -hmm. So live, you know, we all want to keep it up with the Joneses is a real thing, yeah. right? So if you go somewhere, everybody wants to look nice, and you know I want to buy the nicest pair of Crocs I can find. You know, be out here looking good with my strapped up fur lined Crocs. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, it is, it, it is, it's a, it's a real thing. But again, if if we're trying to do what we say we want to do, which is which is closing that poverty gap, eliminating mm -hmm. the poverty that we have in our community. Like I said again, I, I'll say the numbers again. Over a third of the African-American community in Peoria is under the poverty line. That has to change. But this is the time, like I said, with the, with the taxes and with the stimulus, like this is the time to reach out to somebody who knows what they're doing, who can help put you in that right spot. Life insurance plans, like I, I, I'll, I have not been around anybody who has passed away mm -hmm. that hasn't had a GoFundMe afterwards or asking for help or stuff like that. So, so there's a lot of people in our community who are dying and it is setting their 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 financial situation for their family back even more. Mm -hmm. And that's the type of stuff that's like again, being poor is a is, is an expensive thing. Oh, for sure. And and to say that say that out loud, it, I, it sounds absurd. But it, people who if you haven't experienced it, it, it's you don't understand it. 
But it's it's a it's a it's a real thing. So so say um, somebody gets their taxes, their statements, or whatever, and they're like, you know what? I want to to start this. I want to start this process. How do they go about starting that process? Like, who, how do you reach out? Who do you talk to? What's the what what's what's the best way to start the process of? Again, definitely, I'm I'm open to to sitting down with any and everyone. Again, my my approach is not. Um, I'm not what they call. I don't have commission breath, so it's not my goal to just go out here and and, and sell a service for the for the for the hell of it and just to for the sake of for a sake of a sale. Mm -hmm. um, again, because again, my my goal is to walk with and 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 give back and inform and, and educate and also learning in the, in the, in this process myself. Um, so again, sitting down and 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 building a building a a plan going forward or an approach going forward. Um, that's catered to that person, right? And understanding that you don't have to start out humongous, right? Um, you know, you, I mean, there's some policies that, you know, people $20, $30 a month, and that's their beginning. Um, and if that's your beginning, that's your beginning. Um, but just understanding that starting is the, yeah. the most important part. Um, so, again, um, I don't, I, 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 I'm open to sit down and talk and begin the process with any and everyone. Um, at any and every time, like making myself available um, at all costs. So. so, with that, with that being said, like you just talked about, that your willingness to sit down with anybody, right? Mm -hmm. So, obviously, we all have jobs for a reason. We all have jobs. We want to make money, right? That's sure. that's why you have a job. Like yeah. I said, now whether it's a job you have a passion for, like amp with the cigar lounge, or you with the financial services, um, we're doing these jobs to make money. But it's also about what comes with it. Amp gets to share his passion for cigars and relaxing in the experience at the cigar lounge. So his job is also a passion. Mm -hmm. Your passion is trying to help people and help our, especially specifically the Peoria community, mm -hmm. right? Trying to help us build those things, right? So what? I'm trying to figure out the right way to to word the question. How how important is it to you to help? The, the next generation, the current generation and the next generation, and trying to, like I said, you talk about you might not get your flowers, you might not see the fruit of your labor, mm -hmm. but how, you talk about how important that is to you. It's, it's tremendously, tremendously important for me. Um, I would have never, you know, stepped out and put, put allowed, um, you know, Bloom to put his neck out for me and, and, and his name, reputation. Um, I would have would not have put in the time and the effort and energy to get to this point and studying and testing and all the stuff that's necessary um, if I didn't think it was important and necessary for for myself, my kids, wife, generations to come, the community. Um, I think it is gravely important. Again, I come down to two words: it's time. Right? Yeah. It's just it's it's time now. Um, I didn't know that stat that you gave, but that is beyond humbling to know that our population is more than a third under the poverty level so again I mean that's seems to be my my call is to serve and, and here I am you know okay so with all of that how much has like again you're new right you're mm -hmm. less than a year but we're coming up on that here soon uh, you've been doing all the homework all this other stuff we have obviously a close friend Jeff Bloom who's an amazing person one of the best people I know for sure um, but so it can be intimidating to do it, and then you have all the the different things. So you've talked about you've talked so far about life insurance policies. You talked about different things. Mm -hmm. You have all these investing apps and all this other stuff. So there, it's it's such a big world. And I think that's why it's it's so scary to so many because it's it's so vast. Um, I don't know nothing about that. I'm not messing with that, 
right? Our, our go-to a lot of times, you know, parents, grandparents, family members, their idea of banking is under the mattress. <laughs> yes. Right. I mean, so it's, li it's like literally, literally, literally like literally. Um, so again, because it's so vast, it's that's why it, it, it's it's scary. Um, me going through the process of, of studying and testing, you definitely see, right? You get to see all the different opportunities and, and products and services and all the other stuff that's available, and it, it's it's daunting just in, in in itself of studying and learning. Um, but again, standing from the outside in, it has to be even more so. Um, so again, just getting getting beyond that point of being scared and and and, and uncertain um, is, well, is is that. Yeah, so you talk about that. You talk about how daunting it can be. So mm -hmm. you, from the outside looking in, you're inside mm -hmm. now, and you can see some of the things. Were you surprised at how, legitimately, how many more opportunities there are than you thought there were? So in there? What my example to people was, if we think of a basketball game, um, our community, I always say, is not even on the bench in some respects. We're not even in a stadium. Yeah. It's not that we're, we're not starting. We're not in the stadium as it pertains to some of the opportunities and how finances can be used and, and grown upon and passed on. So um, it's, it's been a humongous eye-opener. Because, um, again, a kid from Peoria, cat from Peoria, my, my family from rural Mississippi, right? Um, country bumpkins. Country. Yep. <laughs> you ain't have to add the bumpkin. <laughs> but, again, it's, it, it wasn't something that was, that was readily available. It wasn't in my face. It wasn't understood. It wasn't talked about. It wasn't, you know what I mean? It wasn't a reality for me. So now that I get to see it, um, and definitely you, you respect it, and and, it, and it's exciting for me on a day-to-day -day basis to learn more and go and grow. And So, again, passing that on and giving it to others. Um, well, and I think that's what we need, right? For so sure. For, for myself, I say having you as a friend, having Bloom as a friend, I'm, I'm interested to see where all this goes, and I can't wait to get my feet, um, well, we'll say feet, my t a toe in the door. I'm not, <laughs> I can't, I can't, put, I can't afford to put a whole foot in there yet. Um, but like I said that's that, that put that first toe in, see see what it's like. Um, it, yep, exactly. Um, but so it's just it, it's such a bigger role than I realize because when I talk about saving money or doing this or how to get find talking about a savings that's what you talk about savings <laughs> or or I've heard of stocks at least right so yeah. this, it's either you save or you put your money in stocks and that's the only two ways to do it if yeah. you don't know any better mm -hmm. right but there's so many more opportunities, opportunities when you ways. get in there so it's interesting yeah. to hear you talk about that stuff because again it's you know how again if I get there I'm going to. Uh, Chicago with no map, no 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 GPS, no nothing. Just trying to figure it out. For sure. That's how that's how it is. So you talk about the, the different opportunities, and it's impressive to hear that. But it, it is it's there's more opportunity out there for people. Whether you have money, don't have money, whatever it is, yeah. there's a place to get started. Place to start. But you yeah. just need that guide. Oh, for sure. I mean, if, if we if we tie it to Amp, right? He could have been he could have been stuck in uncertainty and fear. Hey, I'm getting ready to take the next step, but he decided. I'm going to take the next step, right? Well, I'm going before, to well, before you finish, I, want, I, I was I bring up this conversation every time I can. We have we've had a group chat for a long time with a, a lot of our boys we graduated with us us three specifically. Pat was in there a couple of times. We've talked to different guys. We had a conversation in like 2016, 2017 about hey, it's money out here. We need to put our name on it, right? Yeah. And out of all of us that have had this conversation, he was the one to take that step and take that chance. But he did his homework. He did all that stuff, mm -hmm. and he went out there, made sure he was around the right people. That. Is again, that's something that we all talk about. I talk about with the business, with the business interviews and all this other stuff. We all, everybody wants more money. Everybody wants security. Everybody wants stability. It's not gonna find you. Exactly. And it's so, not sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But I want to make sure, like, that yeah. it, we, 
I, I'm doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. No, my bank account ain't where it need to be. Yeah, right? you're, you're so, not going to go to sleep one night and, and bank account be a certain way or your financial situation be a certain way. You wake up and someone's fixed it for you. Yeah. Starting, right? Again, um, when you ask what's the first part, what's the first step they need to take? Starting. Um, d- jumping out there. Um, understanding you may not have all the answers, but there's people who can get you the answers. Trusted people, right? So, again, that's a lot of another thing I think. Folks, I ain't trusting nobody with my money, mm-hmm. especially John Blow Doe, whoever it may be. I'm not trusting them. Um, and again, that's you know, I understand that that's going to be a roadblock for me. People not trusting. Um, but again, it's I'm not coming from uh, again. Am I going to get a commission? Yes. Right? Is that my sole sole purpose? No. Um, um, for doing so, yes, I want to improve my situation, but also yours in the process and understanding. That again, I'm trying to help you through new children, marriages, new jobs, whatever it is for years and years to come. If I come to you and present you an opportunity or situation that's not good for you today, you lose all trust in me from now going forward. So it's my job to build trust and say, hey, I remember when your son was two. Now he's 35. Mm -hmm. Right. And we've had this relationship built this entire time. So, again, mine is to build trust, present information um, and attack it in that fashion. Well, and you talk about it, the inheritance, right? Mm-hmm. The air cigar lounge, right? So you, that was one of the big points of you starting this business. Absolutely. You love this is your passion, but talk about you. You wanted this kind of to be able to be something that goes through your children and, and kind of starts that foundation. So sorry, go ahead and no, create, kind of explain create, that. Oh, absolutely, creating a legacy because once again, I didn't have a role map. Uh, it wasn't ingrained in me. I didn't have any uh, mentors mm-hmm. to say uh, this is how you become an entrepreneur, um, but just allowing my children to understand like there you don't have to do the copy and paste uh, my, my friend Brandon Brandon Alexander uh, Williams he says it best he says go to school to get a job to pay for school <laughs> you know what I mean oh, yeah. so yeah you go to school yeah. to get a job to get a job yeah. to pay pay yeah. for the school you yeah. don't have to do that yeah. you don't have to you know you don't have to follow that if you don't choose to mm-hmm. so just creating a different avenue uh, for my children to understand, like, you don't have to follow exact, you know, that, yeah. that, that roadmap by any means. Yeah. Well, and that's where I, I, I've said the phrase, I think, for the last four or five podcasts in a row, it, representation matters. Mm-hmm. So now, for your children, they all they know is I can do whatever I want to do. There you go. Right? And so, my daddy like, did. My dad, I got, he, he started his own business, this, this, this. For you, like now your kids like money's important in this family. And I'm not saying we got we it's, and this isn't saying you can't do anything. You can't have fun. You can't go. You, oh, we're not, that's we're not, not realistic. We're not saying yeah. live bare bones minimum. Like if you yeah. want to be that committed, that's I'm sure on you. That's, that's on you. Yeah. But like we we also want to be able to live to enjoy ourselves. I'm, For sure. I'm, we're not we're not just. I don't want to just live and work to survive. I want to be able to go to games or go on a vacation or go on a golf trip, whatever it is. But so but like I said, now like I said, I know. For me, growing up, I didn't have a business owner that I knew. Like now, I do. Anthony Harris. I didn't have a, a black man in, in financial services Absolutely. like this. Like in Aaron Montgomery. Like that. These are things that are now we're changing yeah. in there, and we have representation of us in for these sure. things. So, like for me, I'm not trying to downgrade anybody. I, I, I'm, I myself am, ha- am half white. I would be a lot more trusting of a black man handling my finances. Not speaking for everybody, right? But for, for myself, because like I said. 
I feel like he might know my struggle a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, hey, this is what I'm trying to do, but I'm I'm really bare bones. Can I still do something? I don't feel like he's going to be like, okay, hey, this is the biggest whatever yeah. this is. So you, yeah. you feel like there's, there's a, a, comfort, before, a comfort there. Before even getting into financial service, right, I thought that was a thing, right? Hey, I got to have five, ten, twenty plus thousand dollars yes. to even to even flirt with with that stuff. So again, I'm not even going to look in that direction because it doesn't apply to me. Um, but getting the further, that's this farthest from the farthest from the truth, right? Um, um, so again, I'm excited going forward. Um, my wife, I'm, I got my face in a book. I got my, I'm doing it. Lately, I've been. It's 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 uh, been tired, right? Again, but I'm not running from it. I love the opportunity, the information that's that's available to me now. Um, and again, just like to be able to be a representation for friends and family is, is huge for me. Um, a community, the community, um, and this is just turning us around and getting us into a better situation as a whole, um, is, is man, I, I can't wait. Right. You know, I sit at home and I visualize, right. And, and, and look and see, um, and just think about what it looks like and if you know if we can get this train going in 5 10 15 20 years what our community could become yeah um is beyond exciting um because um, amp like the other day he shared the post of i'm tired of hearing about the negatives we know the negatives of pure right i'm tired of hearing about it um, but so he shared of all the positive uh, role models and people in the community um from the past present um we at pure high we get to see the kids of the future right we get to see some of those positives um, but again, building a positive imagery um, and that representation going forward, um, I'm beyond excited to, to be a part of. And if you sit here, just even this, in this, these three men that we have here uh, on this podcast, I have opened doors for me. Amp got me into the sororium. I, I love coming out here and hanging out and having a cigar. Uh, spoke to Leather Rose while we were having the podcast. <laughs> it is uh, a tr absolutely tremendous. But this is something I wouldn't have done if it wasn't for Amp having a cigar lounge. Yeah. Right? Sitting down with you talking about finances. Like, we're going to sit down here uh, and once you get all, all up on the, the apps and all that other stuff and, and talk about policies and all this other stuff, I can't wait because... Again, it's something that I wouldn't have done if it wasn't for a friend being in that game, right? So this is opening up doors. You guys are in the, in the podcast and been on podcasts and doing the help of the community and stuff like that, which is just giving you guys an avenue to give your messages out and stuff like that. But this is just three guys opening doors for each other at the same time, which again is why representation matters. I, I've learned, I've gotten stuff just from knowing you guys and you guys' growth, which has helped me. Mm -hmm. But that's what we're trying to do for everybody else, right? Yeah. So again, it's not saying we're not judging you for being in the position. We're not. No. We're not saying we aren't. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm not, in that position. I'm not telling you that I can offer help that for a situation I'm not currently putting myself through. <laughs> right. right? It's, it's right. not. It's, it's a. You know, for what you know what's the gym planet it's a judge judgment free zone <laughs> right right um and understand i think like you said too it's been a lot of people are hey i don't want to open up who i am to someone else so they can see the situation i'm in you gotta start right so yeah. again i know that's that's a huge part of it is exposing yourself and, be, and becoming vulnerable to someone else um but again my goal is to gain trust in the community yeah well, um, so so with that i just 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 real quick it's I, what i love is that you're changing the narrative right yes. mm -hmm. pushing the margin changing changing the narrative 
Uh, and I think I think where a lot of people apprehension will be is that trust factor that you spoke exactly. on. Exactly. For sure. That trust, but you have to how to make how to actually change something. You have to be willing to, like you said, make yourself vulnerable. Um, but it, if if we are so behind on the the, pop, the poverty mark. Um, you know, so far behind. Mm -hmm. How are we going to change anything and continue to do the same repetitive exactly. cycle? Exactly. Like I said, we all talk about wanting it. Repetitive but if we're not cycle. changing it, how will, it won't change it on its own. It won't change mm -hmm. on its own. So to actually change it, you have to be willing to do something different. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So I absolutely love what you're doing, man. It's it's amazing, and you're the perfect person for for so, the job. So appreciate it. With bro. that with that being said, somebody wants to make a change. How do they get in touch with Air Montgomery to help start making that change? Um, phone number, 309-868-0446. Uh, um, you can also reach out to me via email at amontgomery at financialguide.com. That's A-M-O-N-T-G-O-M-E-R-Y at financialguide.com. Right? Um, reach out to me. Um, we can set up meetings um, in, the, in, the, in the COVID world. Right? We can do things via Zoom. We can do things... Um, uh, what's through phone calls, right? Um, we can do things in person, whatever you're comfortable with. Um, I'm for and available for. Um, and looking forward to hearing from any and everyone who uh, who aims at taking that next step because again, it's time, right? That's so. it, so um, I appreciate you doing this with me. I think it's super important. Uh, Amp, thanks for letting us use the, the, the Air Cigar Lounge as usual. This is our go-to spot. You can catch us out here pretty much every Friday night. Uh, getting it in, having fun, hanging out. Um, you can join us here. We have some fun conversations doing that. Um, but again, we're going to put uh, Aaron's info with the post. I'll have it tagged, all that other stuff. Because again, he's talking about it's time, right? This is We need to make a change. Um, and you can go ahead and make your mark on your bank account while you're doing all these other things. <laughs> so, yeah, I, like so, it, I, like um, I appreciate you doing this. And like I said, again, we'll have his contact info. Thank you for listening. Spread, again, don't be afraid to take that chance, right? It's time for us to take charge of, of the... Of, uh, getting ourselves out of these out of this uh, closing the poverty gap right let's take charge take that step make the phone call send the email whatever it may be just make that step take that first step dip the toe in the water whatever phrase you want to use and let's get this going and make Peoria the place it should be for uh, minorities and improve it for uh, the African African American and minority community really appreciate you guys tuning in that's it for this week's episode. Again, I want to shout out our sponsors at 90.7 FM one more time for making this platform available for us to be able to spotlight those who are making our community a better place. Strictly Hip Hop is brought to you at home by Transcendent Visual Arts. They specialize in live streams, music videos, commercials, and logo animations. To see how they can help your business, you can contact them at 309-280-1319 or email them at transcendentvisualarts at gmail.com State Farm Agent Aaron Kilgore sells car insurance. State Farm Agent Aaron Kilgore is located on Sterling Avenue. State Farm Agent Aaron Kilgore also paid for you to hear this on Peoria's hottest station for hip-hop and R&B, 90.7 FM. He can be reached at 309-685-7111. Strictly Hip Hop 90.7 FM is brought to you by the McCall Halliday Law Office. They specialize in representing clients affected by auto accidents, malpractice, hospital mistakes, on-the-job injuries, and more. For a consultation, you can dial 309-377-HELP. 309-377-HELP. Hey Peoria. 
Don't forget that free COVID testing is available at the Peoria Civic Center and Heartland Health Clinic. Also, don't forget to mask up and keep your hands washed. Protect yourself and others so we can keep Peoria safe. Before I let you go, remember, you can make your own mark on your community. Make a conscious effort every day to be the best person you can be, whether it be a better friend, neighbor, parent, partner, child, or whatever it may be. Your energy is contagious. Make sure you're spreading positivity. See you next week.